E-commerce isn't new, but it is starting to really take off. And there's a view that buying online is more environmentally friendly. Is it? Welcome to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Store Ensum. In this episode of Renewable Future, we're looking at the real environmental cost of e-commerce. Here's the logic. You and me buy a product online and it gets sent straight to our door. So those car journeys to the shop that we would have taken are gone, since one truck now delivers everyone's orders. It's an environmental win. Well... Not quite. We spoke to Professor Hanu Sariyarvi. I'm a professor of service and retailing at the University of, of Tampere. Sariyarvi and his team have been doing a lot of research into this area, or at least into one particular issue that consumers today don't seem to think too much about when they're doing their online shopping. Returns. Things are delivered here and back and back and forth with no intention to consume it in the first place. If we look at, for example, the leading retailers, let's say Zalando, uh, they have reported that the return rates uh, vary between 15 to 70, saying that so there is... That means more than half of everything that people buy on Zalando gets sent back. Yeah, in, in, in terms of clothes, yeah. And that, that makes this uh, a really high volume phenomenon and and it is uh, currently a really basic general characteristic that is related to online retailing so Zalando we're not alone then is what you're saying as well this should be this is a similar sort of a figure for most online purchases is that right that half of the stuff is going back yeah and and of course uh, clothes is really the number one product category in terms of what is being returned electronics is second down at about a 20 to 30 percent return rate outdoor and sports products are even lower and then in some categories like beauty or personal care there's a a pretty much zero percent return rate so it does depend a lot on what's being bought so what's going on here why is so much being returned particularly when it comes to clothes the obvious reason of course is that the clothes don't fit most returns happen because of that but there's more to it there is more and more this kind of uh, planned returning behavior involved that you are ordering five items of the same shirt with five different colors and then you decide back home that okay i like the blue one actually and then you decide to to return the four items so more and more people are buying stuff knowing that they will be returning half of what they've bought or will keep one of the three items that they've ordered so we did identify these kind of different kind of groups of of reasons why why consumers Return, for example, this type of uh, benefit maximization-driven returning behavior, meaning uh, that the, the consumers order uh, alternative products, for example, for the same need with the intention not to keep them all, uh, and and for example, then also this type of just trying out-driven type of returning behavior, meaning that you you just order the product to just try it out for fun or ordering the product to, to try it out before purchasing it from, from another outlet or even this type of competition-driven returning behavior, meaning that the product is found cheaper from another outlet just after you order it already on, online. 
So the, the, there is a really richness of, of reasons behind these in, increasing return rates. So what about the environmental cost of this? Because this is what we want to sort of get into. What, what does this mean in terms of sustainability then? Of course, it's really hard to quantify in a way the environmental impact. Uh, but of course, if we just look at the numbers in terms of return rates and think of the uh, high volume of merchandise at the moment being delivered all across the world to consumers and thinking that there is like half of the clothes or fashion items are being actually returned, it is a high impact, of, of course. Uh, and, and the other issue here is that we have to remember that the, these are the years when our practices related to online retailing, to online uh, purchasing, is stabilized in a way. The, these are the years when consumers learn to buy things online and now they are learning also this game of returning. And that's uh, a bit worrisome because it's, it's really difficult to, in a, in a way, reverse from, from, from after being learned that, that, okay, I can order them and then I just uh, return these items. But not everyone thinks that this kind of behavior is going to stick. One of them is Sorab Kazimavazi. I'm Director of Innovations at Sturenso Packaging Solutions. Kazimavazi sees a lot of change happening in this market. This is kind of like the gold rush for e-commerce players right now. And he sees a lot of change happening in this market. We see new upcomers uh, taking a lot of market share. We see the uh, big um, uh, offline, uh, if you can call them, or omnichannel retailers trying to win as much as possible. So it is a struggle and they use every means they can to kind of win the market shares. So definitely, uh, as the market starts to mature and, and we get more kind of sta- stabilization, I think uh, the terms might change a bit. Okay. And I guess they probably have to based on this study. I mean, there's, there's going to be a, there's an environmental cost to these high rate of returns. It is, yeah. definitely, yeah. So, so it is a cost. And, and of course, uh, having trucks driving things back and forth all the time uh, is an issue. Um, it would also be interesting, I haven't looked into this myself, but it would be interesting to know how much of the returns are actually going back to the uh, e-tailers themselves and how much uh, there are actually going back to the uh, uh, the physical stores. And this is the tricky thing then. How do you calculate that environmental cost? Well, a study done in the Swedish University of Lund in 2015 tried to do just that. It combined a series of other studies and research and gathered all the data into one report. The results? E-commerce looks better if you're not returning the goods. Transportation is the biggest environmental burden in the whole process and in particular the last mile of distribution when you and me take the item back from the store. If you cut out that journey, then the environmental burden from transportation is cut dramatically. But then you've got the other side of the equation. What happens if my trip to the store is not by car but by bicycle? Well then that last mile of distribution, that most environmentally unfriendly mile of them all, is suddenly clean and green. Now traditional retail might be better than e-commerce, so it's not clear-cut. It depends a lot on that last mile. The other area then to look at is the packaging. Now packaging is nowhere near as big an environmental burden as distribution, but it's still an interesting one because of the way the market is going. It grows extremely fast, so we're seeing an increasing demand all the time. I think this is... um Uh, clearly here to stay and to increase. Now, since e-commerce is expanding, what do you do to minimize the environmental burden of the package? Because if you were to buy a book, 
then you could buy it in a store without a package. But if you buy online, then it's got to be sent in something. So depending on the product, additional packaging may be required. Sorab Kazumvazi again. When we speak to the uh, e-tailers, uh, I mean, they, their primary focus has been on growth and getting the IT systems in place and getting all of those, uh, the logistics and, and these kind of things in place. So they haven't really focused too much on the package. Uh, so what they've done is that they, uh, they typically bought packages, whatever was available on the shelf. Uh, and uh, as they keep growing, they add more and more sizes. Uh, so nobody has really kind of taken a holistic view over the, their, their, their sales sortiment and, and kind of optimize the packaging for that. Uh, so that we help with. Uh, we can actually reduce the number of boxes you use from 15, 20 different sizes, and we can reduce that to you know five, six sizes. Uh, and also we have boxes that are changeable in size. So, so um, while you're packing, uh, you can you know uh, change the size of, of the box so that it fits better uh, to the content. Uh, so there is a lot happening also there. And what are they asking you? I mean, the e-tailers, they must have demands on a company like yourselves. What, what are they looking for? What do they need? E-tailers look for efficiency, I would say, um, because um, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, um, getting profitable business here is quite tricky. So their, um, their operations need to be smooth. So, which means the packing needs to be smooth. Uh, nowadays, you know, our e-commerce boxes are kind of, you have all the functions integrated in them. Uh, so you have the tape integrated, um, and the boxes can be erected uh, within, you know, less than one second. Uh, so it's all kind of pre-made for efficiency uh, at the e-tailers. So that's really, I mean, the demands today, the main demand from the e-tailer is make us efficient. The business is happening now. We want to own yeah. market share. And really, they're not thinking about sustainability necessarily or environmental awareness is, is not coming into the picture yet. I, I think it is. I think um, uh, most of the e-commerce companies are, I would say, quite young. Uh, the people... Um, that founded those, they are uh, very aware of the environment. They might not always know um, uh, what the effect is of what they're doing. Uh, but I think uh, when it comes to the package, they are always keen on, on making the environmental friendly choice, making sure the materials are from kind of responsible sources and these kind of things. So we get these questions all the time. Uh, they are keen on, on making the efficiency improvements in the logistics as well. So it, uh, it is important, and it's, I think it's becoming more and more important. The packaging itself, then, I mean, is, is plastic packaging dead when it comes to e-commerce, or has it ever I mean, had, had a place then? Because if, if there is an environmental awareness, then presumably that's a, that's a problem. There, that is a problem, and actually, um, in most segments, um, you don't use plastic packages, but when it comes to um, uh, clothes, so apparel, then actually uh, plastic bags are quite dominating. Um, so um, even uh, online uh, for the e-commerce, yeah. yeah. So they tend to just uh, throw them um, the clothes into a plastic bag and then they ship it. Uh, and now this is now for the more for the less premium type of um, uh, of e-tailers. But uh, that being said, um, uh, we have a continuous dialogue with many of them, and and they're always looking at ways to. Um, uh, to reduce plastics, uh, I think that's um, um, uh, it's not a trend anymore. It's actually happening, uh, so they want to replace it. Uh, so, uh, and to the extent we can, we will, you know, uh, offer uh, replacing solutions with renewable materials. So, Kazimavazi sees an interest from e-commerce companies to make environmentally friendly choices.
and they're interested in cutting out plastic. This is presumably from consumer demand, but are consumers really that aware of the environmental cost of e-commerce? Let's go back to that study in Finland and Hannu Sariavi. I asked him exactly that question. Is the public aware of the environmental impact of their returns? Not that much. We actually did ask and the awareness is not that high, actually. So that would be one implication to start just start talking about this, that actually you should consider the environmental impact of returning. So is there a, I mean, do you see a possible solution in sight? I, w- I would say that there are like three complementary solutions. Uh, consumers might start thinking more in terms of the environmental impact of their return rates. Secondly, uh, with the help of different digital uh, services, you are able to, f- to find a cloth that is good fit. And, and, and in that respect, you don't have to return clothes that are too small or you don't like the color or, and, and so on. And thirdly, uh, there is a lot of discussion at the moment related to personalized prices. For example, on, on the basis of your previous uh, buying behavior and returning behavior. The less you return items, the better prices you will get in the future. As we keep growing, I think completely new uh, services and, and solutions will kind of start popping up. Uh, it might be services where um, you can see, for instance, okay, what non-wanted products uh, are available in your vicinity and then maybe you can buy those at a discounted rate rather than going to buy I mean the same sweater uh, from the original e-shop and then having it sent all the way back to you and we'll see more of that I think services that will um, uh, solve this issue of the last mile delivery uh, so the delivery from the distribution hub out to the consumers or, or to a store near the consumers Uh, And then on the packaging side, I think uh, as we will see more and more of this super big e-commerce player, I think uh, we will move more into automation uh, and boxes that are uh, almost made on site, uh, you know, fit for the exact content. Whatever happens, we know for sure that a lot is going to change. Our habits are going to change as e-commerce grows. And with that, our interest and hopefully our knowledge will also change and improve about the potential pros and cons of e-commerce. You've been listening to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Store Enso. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas for new programmes or any comments you may have. Mail to podcast at storeenso.com.